0: Hi everybody, welcome to another edition of Big Apple Hockey like we didn't do three hours worth of streaming last night and then won't be doing another four hours on Friday. But that's how hard we're working for you and that's how much we love doing this. I, of course, am your host Mark Williams and I am desperately waiting for the Jacob Chickering saga to end and also I can't wait to go to Madison Square Garden tomorrow night to see Patrick Kane and the New York Rangers and a man who was also looking forward to that, the host of the final buzzer, Mr. John Falkowski.
1: Yeah, I think we're all pretty much winning in anticipation for Thursday night to see the bread man and Showtime reunite on Broadway and just work their magic like they did in Chicago.
0: And our last member of the panel, a man who was reaping the benefits of the earliest trade deadline maneuver, the Bill Horvat trade, Mr. Anthony Larocco. Hey, Mike, you, uh, Mike. Mark, you like my tagline? Oh. <laughs> I actually do. I, I love your tagline. That is perfect because oh my goodness. It's if I have to hear one more team that's in on Jacob Chikrin, I mean, come on. How much <laughs> how many more teams could be in on this guy?
1: I think Mark is in a nose dive Arizona' of no.
0: the Arizona's trolling you purposely at this point. I, I definitely think they're they're at least he he's laughing at me somewhere in there. But guys, let's go to the A Block, which is brought to you by SeatGeek, where we're going to discuss the Rangers and the Islanders, and uh, we're going to start with the ones that made the biggest news this week. By the way, after most Ranger games, try to catch John. He hasn't done a, a final buzzer in a while, but trust me, he'll be able to get on that soon enough. I try to get in my 60-second my game reviews. I, I try to do it all the time. Sometimes life gets in the way, guys. And uh, you can go to the uh, Big Apple Hockey podcast for other articles. I just put up uh, one called Kane and Abel about, you know, kind of analyzing the, um, the Patrick Kane trade yesterday. And also Big Apple Hockey Trucker chats are available. Last selfish plug, we have the trade deadline special coming up on Friday. All right. So, guys, the New York Rangers, third place in the Metro. Uh, 77 points, not 75. My mistake on that, and a plus a 33 goal differential this week. Phil, they were lifeless against the Capitals and the Red Wings. More on them in bar talk, and, and uh, they beat down LA pretty good on Sunday night. But the big news last night: they got Patrick Kane. Your thoughts on the New York Rangers' week?
1: Interesting one. Uh, if you want to talk about peaks and valleys, ups and downs? This is. This is it right here. This is the Rangers uh, season in a a nutshell, a microcosm of things. It's funny because that first half of the season up to that December point where Truba threw that helmet, they were, you know, up and down, same way, just going, you know, peaks and valleys. Then Truba throws the helmet, and we're looking at a completely different team. And I think Chris Drury saw the same thing, and he went out and acquired Patrick Kane uh, weeks after requiring – whoa, hold on one second – Is this is this actually happening right now or I, I didn't saw that.
0: All right, keep 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 going with the Rangers. I'll check on uh, maybe, that or Anthony check on. Uh, yeah, we're gonna,
1: See I it. actually is confirmed. It's confirmed. It's, confirmed. it's to Ottawa. Uh it, it's it is for a first round pick in 2023, a conditional second round selection in 2024, uh previously acquired from the Capitals, and a second round pick in 2026. Uh, that's directly from the Ottawa Senators' uh, Twitter account.
0: It's over. It's over. Wow. I don't ever have to hear about Jacob Chikran being attached to every single NHL team wow. ever again. Wow.
2: Wow. How
1: come? Why is it?
2: It's interesting. I
1: mean, Yeah, that's an interesting deal. Um, considering that... I know we're kind of derailing the Rangers here a little bit, but I feel like we have to talk about this because this is this is big. Um, yeah, so you, you're. It's funny because we all thought that, or a lot of people thought that Jacob Chickren was going to go for more, a lot more than this, and uh, it looks like Bill Armstrong overplayed his hand tremendously. Was still valuing Jacob Chickren the way he was in 2021, and it looks like he paid for it. I mean, it's still a good return, but not as much as you thought it was going to be. And definitely not anywhere near what Bill Armstrong wanted for Jacob Chippen. So that's that's
2: That's, a crazy return. Yeah, first round pick. Anthony, your first impressions of this trade? I mean – Wow. I guess I guess pretty underwhelming. I mean uh, you know for a while we heard about the how many assets they wanted. You thought they were gonna get, you know, at least a, a prospect or, or a young player, and, and I mean they didn't they didn't get anything. I mean in terms of players, all all picks. So um first round pick and conditional. Second yeah, I mean it's it's uh it's I'm underwhelmed. I'm underwhelmed well it's definitely <laughs> overwhelming especially the fact
0: that yeah. he's what two years removed from his big season which was the shortened one when i think he had 17 goals and is bear also gotten getting moved today for a third round pick like just this this is what you held out for this was the big thing you couldn't have made another deal with anyone else
1: I'm literally on a message board and I just read a comment that said verbatim, LOL, Arizona held out for that. So uh, everyone is thinking the same thing you're thinking right now, Mark. And it's kind of hilarious. I'm not going to and, lie.
0: And, and the only thing that drew me more nuts was this was reported about as much as the Jack Eichel trade rumors. And that was going everywhere, but we knew that there was limited capacity. Because of Chickren's contract, basically every team was in play on this. Every yeah, fan was talking conference. about him. Like, really? This was this was it? A, a conditional first round pick this year, probably out of the lottery, um, or top yeah. whatever. A Always conditional second round pick from the Capitals, and then another second
2: round. This come on. So the condi- these we- the conditions. The the 23 first round pick is top five protected. If that's met, the pick becomes a 24 first round. Pick unprotected. Additionally, should the Sens reach the Eastern Conference finals in 23, the second round pick becomes a 24 first round pick, top 10 protected. If that, well, oh, they don't have to worry met, about that. It, I, don't I don't think, think the Sens are making it with their goaltending. Yeah, I know. If that condition is met, the pick becomes a 2025 first round pick unprotected. Um, yeah, so a lot of those conditions aren't really going to, I mean, come. I don't think the first, I don't think this year's first. First round picks going to be top five protected. I don't see the Senators being that bad, clearly. Um, so, well, yeah, a lot of these conditions almost seem pretty meaningless then, because I don't think any of them are going to happen. Well, I mean, the, here's the one thing to mention, though. <clears throat> Sorry, yeah, what? What's that? No, I was, I was, I was just going to say the Senators aren't making the conference finals this year, and um, I don't think their first, I don't think the first round pick's going to be top five protected.
0: Well, and I'm I'm just showing this right now. Sorry, guys, we're diverting a little bit from the A block. We're gonna get back to the uh more important teams in a moment. But there's the wild card standings right there. The Ottawa Senators have sixty-two points right now, uh, because they just beat up Detroit two games. I was just uh, gonna they're say they're actually ahead about of Detroit, that. they have sixty-four. I'm sorry. Yeah, so they got beat sixty games Detroit. played, they could possibly catch the, the The New York Islanders, because if they won all four of the games, that would put them at 72 points that they have in hand, but you have to win those games. Keep that in mind. And the other thing is like Pittsburgh. What does Pittsburgh do right now? Does Ottawa think they could actually catch Buffalo?
1: I I, I definitely think that management um, definitely thinks that because these two games against Detroit were big games for both of those teams. And, Ottawa showed their resiliency and was sending in their locker room definitely sent the message to manage, management that hey, believe in us, improve us. And management, and, and Pierre Dorian, for once, I've got a clap for Pierre Dorian because he <laughs> actually made a really good move and he went out and improved the team not only right now, but in the future. So he sends the message back to his guys that hey, you know what? We believe in you up front. We're giving you this. We're giving you this ammo right here. Now you got to go make a run. And I mean, you're going to have two acquisitions coming in for two respective teams tomorrow night in Jacob Trouba and Patrick Kane. And this is going to be a big, big game tomorrow night for both the Rangers and the Senators.
2: I don't. I don't think that the Senators. Acquired Chickren just solely in the basis to try to make a run this year. I mean, he's signed, he fits in with their long term no. plan. I just, so I just, that's I just why think I said it's they
1: good. did it for now and the future.
2: Yeah. Yes. I, because I don't think they're going to, you know, how hard it is to pass what they, they would have to jump four or five teams to get into a playoff spot. I mean, that's really hard to do. Um, and three not of them are within their own division. They're not going to yeah, make I mean, the playoffs, they are, but they are, But they one. are, have a good future. They certainly have a good future. And Jacob Chickren, um, being added to that is, is it's a win for them. So kudos on Ottawa to get the guy they wanted. And they, they've been linked to him for, you know, a while now, truthfully. So I'm not really surprised that he ended up going to the Senators. So good, good for them. And, um, I mean, Arizona, well, I mean, <laughs> overplayed your hand, that's for sure. Yeah,
1: absolutely overplayed their hand. But they've got a bunch of tall, lanky, rangy, mobile defenseman on that Ottawa blue line. And it's, you got Thomas Shabbat, um, you know, uh, Sanderson, Jake Sanderson looks like he's going to be just a, a stud at this level. Uh, he just, he's developing so well right now. Um, they're very, very happy with him. You know, you have, you have guys like, uh, you know, Thomas Shabbat, obviously, and he, Thomas Shabbat is not having a great, great year. He's having a decent year. He'll probably finish with close to 50 points. But, I mean, you just added another top four defenseman to that. And, you know, you know Eric Brandstrom, you're, you're waiting for him to take another step forward. Uh, he, he's not a big guy, but he's a mobile guy who can move the puck and has a decent shot. They, they've got so much young talent. They didn't have to give up Shane Pinto. Um, you know, they're, again, if they, this team going forward looks has the makings of a very, very scary team going forward.
0: All right, and by the way, you mentioned Thomas Shabat still fourth in the league in uh, ice time. Or, or around he led the NHL, I believe, last year for the most part. So it's I mean, that's a guy that's just a workhorse still. All right, Mark, you have another. So uh, Phil, have any, all right, have, right now, go right back
2: to um, Mark. You how, have another, how
0: big is this game going to be tomorrow night? All right, Anthony, what was your answer? You, right.
2: you have another. You have another trade for you have to delete from Who Says No because we had a we had a Jacob Triclin trade in there. <laughs> for yeah, thanks so thanks for reminding me now uh they,
0: they, they are just changing our rundown over and over again yeah
1: i don't know what i mean it, what is there going to be talked to talk about <clears throat> on friday holy crap
0: well but, there's um, there's still players in this pittsburgh Bat, penguins have to do something
1: maybe it's brock Besser, but who knows uh we're gonna get back to the rangers here though so for for this week, it, it's definitely an, an up and down type week. Uh, I, I love the Patrick Kane move, especially being that we didn't think he was coming here after the Vladimir Tarasenko trade. I, I don't like what I saw in those two games, but I love what I saw against LA. Uh, that that was we're going to get back to the game that we normally play. We <laughs> score the first goal, take a big lead, you know, early on, and then you know they 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 got a little sloppy but they they righted the wrongs and they made sure that they won that game so that that's a big big win for them to get back on track and it, a lot of the things that we were seeing in those previous games with the defensive breakdowns the sloppy lazy unfocused and disinterested play weren't there in that game so that was that was big but you know it's more of their type of game and the power play came through, so you know what? I'm happy with that. They've got to uh, continue that tonight and tomorrow night. But, again, Flyers, it's always going to be a tough matchup with them because they're always going to play hard against the Rangers. Tortorella will always want his team to play hard against, uh, you know, one of his former teams, especially the Rangers, in the way that he left New York twice. So, yeah, I, I definitely want to see what uh, happens tonight with this team. Anthony, what are
0: your
2: thoughts on the Rangers' week? Um, I mean, I did not like the way they looked against Detroit and Washington. Um, They're they're just overall team defense and the way they defended. Um, And obviously they didn't really – the goaltending, even though the game against Washington, you can't really put it all in Igor. But even still, um, you know, they gave up a lot of goals and they didn't defend well, which – you know, even dating back to their, their hot streak two weeks ago when they were winning some games, 6-4 and whatnot, um, they were giving up a lot of goals and not really defending well. So um, they got to get that figured out. But, um, you know, they, they played the Kings and they got back to more so closer to Ranger hockey. Um, and then, obviously, the trade for Patrick Kane, you know, it's the, the fan base is really excited about it, rightfully so. Um, Kane's going to come in and, you know, be reunited with Panarin. So uh, they have great chemistry, so we'll see if they pick can pick up where they left off, Um, you know, but for the Rangers, I think, I think going forward for them is, you know, they, they could score goals. Clearly Kane's going to Kane's going to only help that, but they really have to shore up their defensive game Um, because, you know, you're not going to win in the playoffs with playing that essentially. truba has got to be better. Um, Keandre Miller hasn't, you know, he's looked a little off, Um, you know, Lindgren's a little banged up. That's why originally I I said it would have been, you know, if I were a Ranger fan, I would have liked to see them pick up a you know another defenseman um, to help them out. But uh, at this point, that's really not going to be feasible. So, um, yeah, they they have what it takes at the forward position. Just got to buckle up defensively because um, they're going to be up they're going to be up against a good fight against New Jersey in the first round. You want to you want to go into the playoffs feeling good about yourselves and, and playing real solid hockey. But as for the rest of this week, they got a a bad Flyers team, um, but they always play hard. But they should definitely get two points. Um, and then Ottawa, obviously, they're they're a young, fast, exciting team. So you know, you know, if you don't get up for them or take them seriously, they can bite you in the behind. Um, so we'll see. We'll have to see what happens here. But um, I know, you know, Kane hitting the ice for the first time in MSG, the place is going to be crazy. So um, I would like to think, you know, that game is going to be a pretty much a sure win for the Rangers. But you you really uh, you really never know. But um, well, again, my my only concern about the Rangers is just the way they've been defending. Um, they they really have to figure that out.
0: Well, for starters, I think let's let's start with Patrick Kane. Actually, no, let me start with the two games first: uh, the Detroit and the Washington losses. Both games, they just bad down low coverage, especially in leaving guys wide open. In the Capitals game, it was uh, let's see a deflection goal by TJ Oshie, and then four odd man rushes to basically seal that game. And fans were. We're arguing with me all day on Twitter on Twitter about it. But that game is not on Igor Sussurkin. As a matter of fact, I'm going to be a little bit radical with this and say, Igor looked pretty good. But the next day they come back and they beat L.A. They go down to four defensemen because of all the cap shenanigans. They got a pull to get Patrick Kane and then they get him. Now that's great. They got to go win in Philadelphia tonight and keep it going because you can't take your foot off the, the throttle because. Uh, you still need playoff positioning, and you don't want to accidentally jump, uh, fall down into one of the wild cards. Now, let me also just say this because I see the comment from David, and I need to address it. And I swear to God, tomorrow night when I'm at this game, if I see a Julian Gauthier video tribute, I might run to the the booth to beat up the guy who's doing that because. If Julian Goochay gets a video tribute, nobody should ever do one. So come on, I mean, it's if that if that he'll happens, and he, you I don't even want the, the fans to so even acknowledge his existence. He was a nothing player. He was a blip on the New York Rangers' radar. <laughs> so whatever you want to you want to do that, he'll Back one to this. one little
1: thank yous to be in, in between, you know, appear face off for a commercial TV timeout, whatever, and that's it.
0: Right. Show a still picture. That's all yeah. you have to do. Hey, welcome back, Julia Uh ah, Tap your sticks, that's it. Right before the, uh, at the at the first TV timeout after the 14-minute mark. But it is, oh my goodness. It was, it's just, I, I just shake my head when I think about the, the video tributes that are out there. Ryan Strom got one. You know who got one? Mark Messier and Brian Leach. Those are the guys that deserve one. Not, not nothing players like, like Ryan Strom. Anyway. Oh, hey, we got another uh, uh, another uh, viewer from Twitch right now. Finishing yeah. up with this. The integration of Patrick Kane is going to be important because they're not really fully integrating uh, Tarasenko yet. They still got to figure that one out. Uh, there was a great point that was made by Ray Ferrar on Saturday's broadcast that star players need a little bit more time. Sandpaper, guys, a little bit of a different story. So we'll see about that and how long that takes. Hopefully the Rangers... They can actually
1: Marty San Louis.
0: Marty San Louis was a good point too. One yeah. goal, I think it took him three weeks in order to get it. it, <laughs> it,
1: it three goals in 14 games after the, the acquisition, bless you.
0: Yeah, but he didn't get his Thank first you. one until he faced John Tortorella's Vancouver team. Vancouver
1: Canucks, yeah. That was a, a month Vancouver. a month later,
0: uh, nearly a month later after the trade deadline. So that's that's what I'm looking forward to. I can't wait to be at this game. I can't wait to see what the the, the crowd is gonna be like because this is this is their they're starting to push their chips all in there are some other teams that are doing that too more on that in a little bit but let's uh let's get our final takes on this week for the islanders uh, sorry for the rangers before we talk about the islanders
2: another uh trade Ooh, what oh, happened i mean not minor but it's it's He's pretty decent goalie prospect. The Sabers traded Eric Portillo, Michigan's starting goaltender, to the Kings for a sure. fifth-round okay. yeah. pick. Wow, um, which they could do that because they have uh, Devon Levy in the in the prospect pool is going to be their yeah, future number one. So I don't think I don't think Portillo really had much of a future in Buffalo, but the Kings get a the Kings get a goalie that you know could potentially help them. They don't really have the strongest goaltending pool there in LA. So good, good pickup from LA. If
0: you remember uh, the, the first guest I believe we ever had was Marty Biron or when we had Marty Biron on, he mentioned Devin Levi was a good goalie and he's had a great season. And I think it's Northeastern. He's at right now. He had a great numbers. He put up the the last, the last year. Um, Can can he keep that up? Can he translate that to the NHL level? That's going to be the question on that one. All right, so, Phil, your final thoughts on the Rangers for this week. What are you looking at?
1: Basically, i looking forward to Patrick Kane to see how he assimilates with the lineup. Uh, you know what? A lot of people have been talking about how, you know, the Rangers might need sandpaper and this and that. Does this really put them over the top over a team like Boston or Toronto? Tell you this right now. They're going to face a team like the Devils in the first round of playoffs, and it's going to be – they're going to be a war of attrition, if you will. And the, the devil's defense is going to have to worry about three lines that can really score. Same with Boston, same with Toronto. And you know what? They improved as well, but you add a, a player, the a caliber of Patrick Kane to everybody else, what that's going to do is that's going to puff everybody else's chests out. And everybody's going to be like, wow, we got Patrick Kane. And now this distraction is over, and he's here, and it's real. And I, I really think that this is going to charge this team up and this team is going to play some excellent hockey going forward. And I don't think it's going to take that long for Patrick Kane to assimilate, not when he's playing with a guy like Artemi Panarin. But I, I really, I really want to see what happens with the power play with these guys because that, that's, that's going to be the interesting uh, discussion.
0: Yeah, especially when they have to move probably Vlad Tarasenko power play too. Anthony, what's catching your eye on the Rangers?
2: Uh, just see how Kane gets integrated to the team, how they use him. I think Eric's already said he's going to play with Panera and Trocek. Um, but see how they play, how they utilize him on the power play. Um, you know, this is a guy that's obviously played his whole career in one place. It's going to take a little bit of time for him to get used to the Rangers, you know, the style of play and the systems that they employ. Um, I'm sure he's going to be really fired up. Um, you know, again, you know, the, the Rangers just need to kind of just start start getting on a you know a little bit of a the solid run here, clean up the little you know, the little nuances in their defensive game, um and see if they can, you know, get some points, string of points going, even overtake the Devils, because right now the Devils have home ice and you know that matters in the playoffs. So it would be nice if they could grab that two spot. Um but I think at this point the Rangers roster that you see now is gonna be the one they go forward with. I don't really think they have much room to do anything else. So um, well, we'll, I mean, we'll see, but, uh, I think they're, they're ready to go now. Drury gave him all the tools that he thinks they need. Um, and hopefully, you know, he, he doesn't, the team doesn't let him down. Um, and again, you know, I expect them to kind of roll over Philly tonight. And then tomorrow uh, with Kane's first game, I, I would, you know, suspect they'll win again too. So, um, and those will be big four points for him going forward.
0: I agree with core Python on this one. He talks about the lack of sandpaper guys, that they, that they were missing last year and they made the Eastern Conference Finals. And uh, Vinny Trocheck is a lot more sandpaper than Ryan Strom is. Ryan Strom is a smooth surface compared to that. All right, the A Block is going to continue, everyone. We're going to be moving over to the New York Islanders. But first, uh, we're going to take this moment to talk about DraftKings.
3: Hockey fans light the lamp this winter with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just Use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at the DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN.
0: All right, so everybody, the A Block is going to continue. Let's focus going across the state to the New York Islanders, where the New York Islanders right now are sitting in fourth place in the Metropolitan Division. They have 70 points, 31, 25, and 8, a plus-8 goal differential. The Islanders are right now holding on to the number one wild card, Pittsburgh, one point behind them, uh, four points back. And there's now the updated standings because now I have to include the Ottawa Senators. Anthony, we talked about this, the Islanders' rough 11-game stretch that they were going to go on, starting with the Pittsburgh series. And their next four games, Versus Detroit, versus Buffalo, versus Pittsburgh, versus Washington. In their last seven games, that rough road, they went four, two, and one. Can the Islanders solidify their playoff hopes this
2: week? I mean, yeah, you're, you're playing, you're playing four teams that are that are behind you. Um, you know, obviously, you'd like to see them go four and zero, oh, but you know, in this day and age, you know, that's somewhat not realistic. You know, every now and then, you're going to drop a game, so you know, but they are four important matchups. So at the very least, you know, you hope they go three and one and, and get the majority of points. Um, you know, at this point, I mean, Washington's selling and, and they're falling behind. So um, I think the most important victories would be, would be on Detroit and Buffalo, just, just because of the games in hand. Uh, but I mean, at the end of the day, they, they're, they really, they really got a great opportunity to kind of just take stranglehold of one of these playoff spots. Cause, all these teams, I mean, Buffalo's really inconsistent. I mean, they beat Tampa Bay in a shootout. They're winning 5-2. They blew it. They, they still won an overtime. But then they lose 5-3 to the Columbus Blue Jackets when they're fighting for their playoff lives. I mean, they still got too many too many flaws in their game. Uh, their best goaltender is Craig Anderson. He's like 43 years old. Um, you know, the Red Wings are talking playoff, playoff aspirations, but yet you're going to get waxed by the Senators in a back-to-back. Um, I just stated the Capitals are selling pieces. They're starting to fall. So, you know, realistically, you, you're talking the Penguins and, and the Panthers, and those teams have, have pretty fatal flaws too. So um, I think the Islanders are, are in decent shape here. I mean, they added another piece in Pierre Engvall. Um He will help on their third line in their bottom six, add speed to his game. And, you know, it was 15 goals last year, 12 this year. So, you know, he's upgrade. he's an upgrade over – John an upgrade over Hudson Fashing who I do like a lot just doesn't bring much offense so he's gonna be a useful piece to the lineup and you know they're the islanders aren't done you uh, know we'll get talk more about it in bar talk but um I think Lou has another move in him uh, I think he's gonna to try to add another depth defenseman um, to make kind of bump Sebastian aho out of the lineup um, and who knows he might, he might even you know get another forward with you know Barzell and Pajot uh, both injured right now so but overall mark. Um you talked about their schedule um after the, the games where they played Pittsburgh and Boston and they beat Winnipeg twice. It's a really good team. Um they lost to the wild in a in a shootout that picked up a point there. The only game they lost in that stretch was in regulation was to LA, in which, you know, there's no shame in that. So um and this is all of that Matt Barzell. So you know they're 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 playing good hockey. Um they're playing a lot better defensively. That game against Winnipeg. In Winnipeg, you know, they held they held the Winnipeg Jets the one shot on goal in the first period. That was like Barry Tross-esque defensive hockey that they played. Um, and then last night in, in Minnesota, both teams didn't really generate much, uh, but they played really well defensively last night, too. So, um, you know, they're they're starting to play better hockey, and I think they really do hold their own destiny in their hands just because, you know, these other teams below them have some, you know, serious issues. So... Uh, just keep banking points. Like I said, these next four games are, are really important. Um, they should certainly beat Detroit at home and then go from there. Uh, Pittsburgh, which they've owned them this year. Hopefully they, you know, get another two points there. But, you um, know, overall, I guess, I guess we'll, we'll see what happens after Friday because I think right now this team right now is still incomplete in the sense of I don't, I don't know what we're going to be looking at with what they have down the stretch because I think Lou has another move or two in him. Phil,
1: yeah, um, I, I like this stretch now for the Islanders. Just like what with, with Anthony said, like Detroit, they have to be absolutely demoralized after getting absolutely destroyed by Ottawa in back-to-back games. And in two games, two different games that they took the lead in. you got to remember that. Detroit went up 1-0 in the first game, um, and then they went ahead 2-1 as well, and then Ottawa took it back. Both games, same exact result. And just Ottawa went on and just absolutely destroyed them. So um, I, I think Detroit is is not looking well. And they just dealt away um, one of their, their top two defensemen and Philip Bronick. So more on
0: that in Bartok.
1: Yeah. So now you so now the Islanders that, that's definitely an easier battle for them because you got rid of one of their best defensemen. Then you have Pittsburgh, who the, the Islanders is just have they played every type of game. You could play against Pittsburgh. They played a tight checking game. They played a run and gun game. They played physical playoff type hockey and they've beaten Pittsburgh. Uh, I think they have Pittsburgh's number. And Pittsburgh's goaltending is just trash. So hmm. uh, I, I definitely think the Islanders control their own destiny here. I, I like the way that this looks for them. Uh, if anything, if you're a Ranger fan, you don't want them getting too close. So you're definitely going to be ruining for the other teams at this point because the Islanders are really <laughs> starting to hit. Get- Close to the Rangers, and the Rangers have to get their own stuff in order. But um, yeah, I I definitely like the the Engvall move in in the aspect that while he's not a needle mover per se, he's a guy that comes in and he's an upgrade over what they have on their fourth line currently. I I would rather tout Engvall even with his lack of physicality for his size. I would rather you know skate him out there than the corpse of Cal Clutterbuck or Matt Martin, or somebody like that that's kind of stuck in a, stuck in the past, if you will, and, and just really on the downside of their career. So Pierre Engvall can, can give them a little bit there. I, I do think that the Islanders do need to make another move. Uh, I wonder if it's a middle six forward. I wonder if it's a defenseman. If it's me, I, I would want an upgrade over somebody like Watherspoon or Ajo, even though Watherspoon's actually been a pleasant surprise for them. And Sebastian Ajo, as of late, has played a little better. Uh, I, I still would try to see if you can get an upgrade on defense there to, to really go forward. But the Anders are in a really good position right now. And, and as a Ranger fan myself, uh, they're, they're starting to get a little closer. And I, I think if you're the other teams in the Eastern Conference, the teams above, I know they've played Boston pretty well. In the times that they played them. So if, if you're Carolina or you're Boston, I, I don't think I would really necessarily fear the Islanders, but it's not a, a matchup that I'm foaming at the mouth to have either.
0: Yeah, because when you look at their best player, which is Ilya Sorokin, you don't want to mess with that. And especially a team that is going to play for Ilya Sorokin. Uh, I I don't trust
1: Linus Olmark as much as I trust Ilya Sorokin come playoff time. Sorokin's proven that he can play in the playoffs. Linus Olmark has not shown you that he can mm -hmm. play in the playoffs like that. So that's going to be the thing. If the Islanders get a team like Boston, and that's one reason, the one reason why I think the Islanders could upset a a team like Boston or Carolina if they face one of those two teams is because of the fact that they've got the advantage in that.
0: And, uh, I did say going into last week, you're going to see the value of Bo Horvat, and right now you're seeing it tremendously. This this team is Space very office. calm. They have they even when they've kind of fallen behind, they've uh, they've been able to stay in games and stay consistent in this stretch. I mean, you you removed that Boston game, yeah, that Boston game they got trounced and Barzell got injured. So and they had to travel after an emotional win in the final minutes of uh, a game against Pittsburgh, which they need to have. And then they came back and won the next game against Pittsburgh and Bohorvat scored a goal on that one. This is a team that's definitely a lot more solid than what they were a month ago when we were starting to write their obituary on their season. This they're they're back in it now. And, you know, just keep picking up the wins. They played more games than everybody else. In the playoff hunt, they played sixty-four. Teams like Buffalo played fifty-nine, Pittsburgh sixty. But you, as I said just now, you got to win those games at hand, and I'm not confident Pittsburgh can. I'm not confident that Buffalo can. Ottawa looks like they might they they might start moving. So, but I think I'd be scared more scared of than the other teams. Well, Ottawa's got their goaltending problems, and we're going to talk about a lot of uh, things that we don't believe in in the contenders uh, next week. So, Anthony. You got the next three, uh, sorry, the next four games. Uh, That's Buffalo, sorry, versus Detroit, versus Buffalo at Pittsburgh and at Washington. What do you expect to see from your New York
2: Islanders? I I expect them to come out with a with a killer instinct because you know um, they could they could possibly start to kind of bury some of these teams if you know if they beat them because. You know, yeah, they, they have games in hand, but they already have, you know, multiple point leads. Um, and now, you know, you beat them head to head. That's like a four point game. So um, I expect them to come out and play like their their season depends on it, because these other teams are going to be desperate too. you know, Detroit, Buffalo, all these teams really need points like Buffalo losing to Columbus last night was just a, that that's just a terrible for them. Yeah. you can't you can't have that happen. Um you know, so again, you know, the Islanders know what they're up against. They, they need these points. They got to keep playing well. So I expect them coming out hungry. Um, and again, you know, hopefully with new additions on the roster, but we'll see. I, you know, I, I think, um, you know, this is a stretch that could, you know, either put them in danger zone where they have to really scratch a claw or they could, like I said, they could start to you know, build a cushion and like Phil alluded to earlier, you know, getting, you know, the Rangers don't want them to get too close where you could start maybe having aspirations to, to move up rather than keep looking behind you. So I think that's what that's going to determine how this week goes, whether or not they could realistically move up or they're still in danger of not making the playoffs. So um, four important games. And, you know, like I said, obviously you, you would want to see them win all of them, but you know, there's the parity in this league these days. It's not always the case. So, But again, at least at the very bare minimum, go two and two. But I would like to see them go three and one or better in this next four stretch. And
1: And by the way,
2: Mike. Anthony, I'm sorry. Good thing. Brock Brock Nelson's still on a heater. He's still playing really well. So they got a lot of good things going for him right now. Um, You know what's surprisingly is Matt Martin's been playing on on the first line for the last, you know, week or so. And um, he's actually having a career year points wise. So but you, you, the point is you need, they need a little more depth to, to push him back down in the lineup. Um, you know, but I like the way Nelson's going. horvat has been a beast in the face off circle. He's playing a lot. His time on ice, uh, playing in all situations. Um, you know, Paggio hopefully should be coming back. Lou said that he's practiced. He's practicing. So sorry, not practicing. He's skating, but hopefully he'll be back soon. So, uh, and then Barzell still week to week, but yeah, just, uh, just go out and win as many games as you can. I know it's cliche, but that's what they have to do here. All right. So uh, just to get the one quote from Mike
0: Rupp, he said that it's the worst thing to play teams that are out of the playoffs because they'll give you their best effort and you're not expecting it. And they'll end up, you end up getting a loss when you think you should have had two points to get out of there. Phil, Islanders next four games, what do you think?
1: I think they're going to go three and one. I I could see the Buffalo game being a loss. Um, Washington just took away from their roster. I know Ovechkin's back, and he can always do his thing and drop two three goals on you. Yeah, I get it. But Buffalo, that offense is just scary. They're they're a top three offense in the league right now. Um, they can absolutely go off for six seven goals in a game, easy on a team and on the good teams too. They've done it against. So um, I, I think that's probably going to be the loss. I think they'll beat Pittsburgh. I think Detroit is demoralized. I think that's part of why they dealt away Ronick, And uh, I, I just don't trust Pittsburgh or Washington anymore at this point. So uh, I, I think this is going to be a week where the Islanders probably gain a, uh, a little space from those, uh, from those teams chasing them.
0: I'll be bold. They're going to go undefeated. Uh, well, undefeated, they're going to get seven out of the eight, eight, out of the eight points. 3-0-1, that's what I'll say. Uh, unexpected overtime loss to hopefully, in the Islanders' case, would hopefully be somebody that's not Pittsburgh. Maybe Washington, you could afford an overtime loss. But that's about it. All right, everybody, so what do you think about the way the Rangers and the Islanders have been playing? And we covered the Jacob Chikorin trade in the middle of that. Make sure you're throwing that all down in the comments below. We're going to go on and going to go do some bar talk.
2: <laughs> yep shot this is the easiest cyber to answer let me say beer i can't even begin to describe i'm actually gonna
0: go crazy i'm gonna buy everybody around on this one and welcome back to big apple hockey's bar talk where we are gauging our confidence on nhl topics based on our choice of drink are you so confident that you're buying everybody around or are you it's just so-so, you're just going to have a beer? Play along down in the comments below. And by the way, why go to the liquor store, everybody, when you can get it delivered to you? Make it a drizzly night. Click the link in the description below. And also, I'm going to change that graphic right behind us. And again, we've been mentioning it all the time. I'm going to actually put on the trade deadline ticker in about one second. Our trade deadline special is, is Friday. You know, we're still going to be talking hockey for four hours, so you might as well just join us. Here is our trade deadline ticker. And the big name that landed last night, Mr. John Fulkowski, was Patrick Kane to the New York Rangers. He will make his debut tomorrow night versus the Ottawa Senators, not tonight, which a lot of lost were kind of a little disappointed. We talked about it last night, Philk. The New York Rangers should spread out Patrick Kane, Artemi Panarin, and Mika ad. I'm
1: going to say beer because there are times where they should do this. So um, the the times being that when they get to a point where, you know, they need to make a shakeup mid-game, you can turn around and put those three on each of the top three lines. You could have Savannah Jad, Kreider, and Kako and split up the kids. You could have Panera, Trocek, and Tarasenko. And then you could have your third line of Kane, um, Kane, uh, Lafreniere, and Hedl. Or if you wanted to go crazy, you could keep Kane, Panera together and put Tarasenko with with the, the two kids, and that's still a really good third line. So um, yeah, I, I but I, I do think that this is something that Gerard Gallant should and definitely will explore at certain points when they feel like they need to change things up or they need a shot in the arm to try to get somebody away from uh, from a defensive matchup. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say beer here, just not as a,
2: a permanent thing. Anthony, I mean, I think I think at moments maybe where they're, you know, when they're down a goal, they can really load up when they're going for the equalizer. Um, but I, I like the idea of, of splitting them up just because you know adds more balance to the lines, um, gives Golan a lot more options, and I think that's what he's ultimately going to do. Um, I think Panarin and, and Kane are going to stick together. Uh, as I said, I think they're starting with Trocek. Uh, but I, I think uh, most of the time they'll be split up. Um, I'll, so I'll, I'll go around.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm actually going to go beer for the exact reasons that Phil said uh, on there. I think you're going to have to do that at times where you need to split them up during like adjustment time. Maybe split them up, put them back together because they're, they're professionals. They know what they're doing with this. The, um, the thing I'm kind of seeing with it is that I think they're going to want to keep the kid line together. Panarin Panarin and Kane are going to want to play together. And that means Tarasenko is the other guy that's, or the odd man out, but they can do so many different things when they have to adjust. At least they don't have to throw a Barkley Goudreau up on the top line when they need a goal. So that also helps. All right. Let's go back to the Islanders who have the number one wildcard spot. Anthony, we we alluded to it in the A block. Lou Lamorello needs to continue to add at the deadline.
2: Yeah, I'm going to go around. As we said, the Islanders have a really kind of hold their own destiny. Um, they have a good opportunity here to take advantage of some of the other teams, you know, facing serious deficiencies behind them. Um, so if they further bolster our lineup, they'll just give them that much more of an advantage. Um, I think they need more depth on defense. Um, someone you know, to play behind Pelik and Romanov on the left side, which would uh, bunch, um, push Aho out of the lineup. Um, I think that would be needed. Because uh, in the Come playoff time, you know, if they have an injury on defense, guys like, you know, Wotherspoon and Boldick and, and Salo are, you know, not playing right now um, and they're not bad players. They're just very inexperienced. And you want to have some more experience in cases an injury back there. You don't want to thrust a young guy into a playoff situation. So I think picking up a veteran D um, would be helpful, whether it's Dmitry Kulikov who's not, not playing for trade-related reasons tonight for Anaheim. Um, I think he would be a solid depth defenseman to add. Um, And maybe even still forward. I know he had an involve, but like I said, you know, Pajot and Barzell are still out. um, So they could use a little bit even more scoring. I know JVR, apparently the market's not too hot for him right now. So I think you can get him for pretty much, you know, pretty cheap. Um, With the way you see teams trading away 2025 picks and 2026 picks in the case of Gus, I think you can get JVR for. You know, like I said, at a very low cost, especially because, you know, his cap hits seven million and the Islanders have enough cap space to, you know, take on that prorated part, whatever's left. So but wherever be the case, you get the point I'm making. I think Lou just needs to add a couple more depth pieces, maybe another middle six winger, as John said. Uh, um, but yeah, this, so this is like an easy button for me. <laughs> it's the it's around. <laughs> there you go. Tell. All right, Philk. Phil.
1: You should just have a, a, a gif of Patrick Ewing doing a finger roll layup, like <laughs> just ready for me when you want to put like ones like this right down. Like the, I was the, looking for
0: that. I couldn't find a finger roll layup. So you,
1: you couldn't find that? Maybe 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 a Kareem Skyhook or something like that, you know? <laughs> just just yeah, the easy buttons great, but just we need to exemplify how much of a layup this one actually is. This is a round. Why would this be anything other than a round? That's what, no, no, we're not even, we're going to hijack this. Why would this be anything other than a round, Mark?
0: Because I actually, I'm going to, I'm going to go with this. I am not exactly sure what their need is. And I don't think Lou wants to trade away more assets. Now, is it really a team that's got the championship window that's open right now? Or is it just a team that's relying uh, on Ilya Sorokin? I think you add, no matter what, the question is, what are you adding? So I'm going to also make it a clean no, sweep. No, the
1: question was not what you were adding. The, the the question is, does Lou Lamorello need to continue to add? So you,
0: Yeah, I think he does.
1: So then... You just invalidate everything you said before that, so there's no other reason why this would be anything other than a round. Like, this on. is uh, this
0: is this is sometimes where I wish the guys edited in the rundown all these things. Oh my god! <laughs> all right, so yeah, obviously they need to add. The question is, is what are they getting? Can this team be in the market for Brock Besser?
1: Yeah, I think they could be. I I I I I just wonder how they pull that off cap wise. I really do. Um, They have some issues. They have some decisions to make cap wise going forward. Um, I don't think Vancouver was really looking to retain on Besser all that much, if any at all. Sorry, I feel like I have something in my eye right now. Yeah, they're they're not. I
2: actually saw a tweet from before. I forget who it was, but they said that it's looking like that actually may end up being a summer deal. I don't think he's going to be moved. Oh, wow. Yeah, who, who was. Um, that was. Uh, well, I mean, guys, they could always retain
0: 4% like a defenseman from Nashville that was traded this week. Yeah, that was
1: a weird, weird one. I've never seen a uh, amount that small retained. So, well,
0: well, we'll move on from that one because we know we're going to run short on time soon enough. And uh, speaking about another cap trade and another big decision that's going to have to be made. But the Devils acquired Timo Meyer this week from the San Jose Sharks. He's an RFA at season's end, as is teammate Jesper Brat. And both those players are exceptionally playing well. Um, Timo Meyer could cost the Devils Jesper Brat. He shouldn't, but that, I'm going to put a beer on there. Now, Anthony, I go through cap friendly on this one to see whether or not it works out for next year. And the only way I can say it for now is. Uh, Meyer right now is listed at three million dollars on cap friendly. He does have an arbitration hammer. Brat is at 4.45 million. He's got an arbitration hammer. The guys coming off the books Tatar 4.5 million, Miles Wood 3.2 million, Eric Hala 2.75 uh, million, Igor Serengovich, who might be the guy that ends up getting traded because of that. i was surprised he wasn't in that trade to begin with. And then you got. Damon Severson coming off the books and Ryan Graves and eventually, uh, Mackenzie Blackwood comes off the books, but as an RFA, so I can't help, but do the math and go, you can probably get both players. Cause I think Brad's going to go up a lot more because he took a, a, an arbitration deal this, this year and, uh, Meyer, I, they got to qualify him at least $9 million.
2: Correct. Yeah, but he won't sign his qualifier. They'll probably just sign him to uh, extend them. Still got to think I a $9 million dollar deal it. might be in the works. I can simplify it for you, Mark. If you go to cap friendly armchair GM and look at what their situation is for the off season, when the 23, 24 season starts, they have $35 million of cap space available um, with all the expiring contracts. So, I mean, it's shot because they, they they can afford to re-sign Meyer and Bratt for both. Let's say nine million. That's eighteen million, and they still have a bunch, you know, left over. So I, I don't I don't think they're. I th- I just think what they'll end up doing, like you referenced, they probably won't be able to bring back Sharon Govich. He'll probably be traded. Obviously, Hall is a UFA. He'll probably walk. Um, you know, Severson. I don't think they're going to bring back. So they'll just trim elsewhere. But they could they could afford to re-sign both.
0: Yeah, I think you have to, by the way. That's a different story. Filk?
1: Yeah, yeah. just with all this other cat's space, this is definitely a shot. This is going to be another layup for me. So, um, no, it's, that's not going to happen. They're they're going to lose some guys, so they're going to lose some depth. But um, if Timo Meyer isn't costing them just for brat, like, that's just not happening.
0: By the way, Devils fans, Tom Fitzgerald has said he's already talked contract extension on that. All right, moving on to the rest of the the Metropolitan Division. And you look at that Metropolitan Division, guys. 86 points by the Carolina Hurricanes, 83 by the Devils, and 77 for the Rangers. Carolina acquired Shane Gossespierre from Arizona today. But Carolina needs to answer the Rangers and the Devils' big moves.
1: Now, Phil. Round absolutely around uh i I the spear is a good move it's for nothing and it'll, he'll help out power play he'll help move the puck carolina okay. like an up-tempo style in which they move the puck out of their zone quickly they break out as a five-man unit play with a lot of speed their transition game is really good again yeah as core says an- another layup just another layup <laughs> but uh you'll know, he help out the power play as well and Gossus Beer can also pinch Carolina loves to send their defenseman as we saw last year in the playoffs and earlier on in the season and even you know two Saturdays ago they they like to send their uh, defenseman in and Gossus Beer can play that type of game so but is Gosses Beer and Paul Yarvi enough to put them over the top no and they lost Max Pacioretty and that that's a big loss. And the only way I think you can answer that is maybe getting somebody like Brock Besser at this point. Um, I think Brock Besser would do like a world of good for them. Um, I, I don't know who else is available. Timo Meyer. I know they were in on Timo Meyer, and then they just dropped out because they thought the price was just too much. I, I really wonder what that would have looked like from a Carolina perspective. But, uh, yeah, they absolutely need to because they're starting to fall back. I, I mean, right now, I would put Carolina behind Boston, behind Toronto, behind the Lightning, and behind the Rangers. And I, I think if the Islanders make another move, I think they're right there with Carolina. So, um, I, yeah, and I, I, even, I even think the Devils could probably end up giving Carolina some problems, and they're, the, the Devils' defense isn't great. So, yeah, Carolina needs to make a big move to answer these trades.
0: Anthony, that's a big statement that Phil Jones made. Um,
2: I'm going to go. I'm going to go round two. I mean, I, I always did have them them in Boston up in a class of their own. But you know, the, with the moves the Rangers and, and Devils made, um, you can make the case that they, you know, kind of surpassed them. Uh, I mean, Spear and Pulleyrvy, they're solid players. Um, but I, I felt that they could have used a big acquisition. Obviously, Meyer would have worked a lot. Um, the only issue now is after adding the two trades they made. They have $2.6 million left in deadline cap space. So um, to make a big move, they might need a third team to retain salary or or move salary the other way to make it work. So I think now their, their options are a little more limited. Not to say they could still do something. As, as you saw with the Rangers, you can get creative and, and make it work. Um, the other issue, too, is when you're talking like a big move, I mean, who – you know, who else is out there? I know you recently heard JT Miller's name in, in the last day or so, um, which they were linked to oh, yeah, but work. For the, in order for that to work. In order for that to work, they'd have to send back salary the other way, which I actually, I actually think I did a JT Miller mock trade to the hurricanes and our, who says no. So we'll get to that. But um, yeah, I, I think they do need to make another move. I just don't know what or who it could be at this point.
0: Uh, yeah, I got to go with that. They need a bigger move than this. I know that they're, they're a great, they're a great team right now, but Shane Gossesbear does not move the needle for me. I like Shane Gossesbear more than a lot of other people. I believe my friend Timmy coached him, but it was it's one of those things with Shane Gossesbear. I can't help but look at him and go, we, we know he's not the greatest five-on-five player. He's improved greatly in Arizona from his uh, uh, Philadelphia days, but when this guy came into the league, I thought he was going to be the next great defenseman in the NHL, and not just that— He just hasn't been that needle mover. Now, I think he's going to help with their power play, but only the second power play unit. Their first power play unit's got Brent Burns on there. Where the hell are you putting Shane Gossespierre on that one? So, it's... it's, They need to figure out how to address what the Rangers and the Devils did. But, you know, maybe they're just saying we're good with what we got. So, we'll see about that. The big... uh, One of the questions I have right here in our comments on the poll question... Which team has improved the most? And a team that made a lot of headlines, guys. The Toronto Maple Leafs added Jake McCabe and Sean Lafferty this week. Right now, they're second in the Atlantic. Sam Lafferty. Okay, it's Sam Lafferty. Uh, anyway, let me get let me get away from that as fast as I can. Uh, the Toronto Maple <laughs> Leafs will come out of the Atlantic bracket. Anthony. Since Philk uh, is hiding his face and doesn't want to be seen with me.
2: Um I mean, Ron Lafferty, by the way, all, sounds more Irish. We've all ragged on them. Um, you know, but they really made some serious all in moves. They improved their team a lot. I mean, they got I mean, they got they, they got better defensively, they got better defensively from the aspect of like forwards coming back and playing defense with the addition of Lafferty O'Reilly. I mean, McCabe, Shen, uh, they, they just yeah, they. So I mean, they're. Let's put it this way. Um, you know, I I was under the belief that prior to these moves that Tampa Bay, with all their experience uh, and Toronto's softness, that they would just you know roll through them in the first round. Um, you know, now now I'm at the point where you know this this matchup that they're on a collision course for might be you know real close. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say beer because this you when know, I'll say will come out of the Atlantic if I go around that that being that's like implying that I think they're gonna um, they're gonna be essentially in the Eastern Conference Final. I still think they you know it's not a guarantee they get by Tampa and even if they do um, you know if they somehow meet ended up meeting a team like the <laughs> Big Bad Bruins I still think they would struggle with a team like that um, just because of how sound they are um, despite Olmark maybe not being playoff polished but um yeah Yeah. so i'll go beer i mean i definitely like their chances a lot more than i did two weeks ago but i'm still not a hundred percent sold
0: and uh there's there's the updated graphic filk so it's not all that bad but the mistake was already made Mm -hmm. uh so what do you think Uh, toronto's coming out of the atlantic
1: I'm only going to say beer here. Um, they, uh, they've become one of the deepest teams in the entire league, though. I, I will say that. And you you added you added Ryan O'Reilly and Noel Achari and Sam Lafferty to a core that had John Tavares, Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, and William Nylander. And that is some serious talent. They traded away Pierre Angval. And to me, this signifies that Brendan Shanahan probably stepped in and said, screw your charts. I don't care what your analytics say. This is what wins come playoff time. And I know because I've won three Stanley Cups. So you need to shut up and listen to me for a few months. So, uh, yeah. So I think Kyle Dubas – listened because his job's on the line this is it if, if they don't win with this team he's gone and, and that's what these moves signify to me so I, I i do think that there is a distinct possibility that they do come out of the atlantic bracket but the problem with them is there's two things that i really have to key on with this team morgan riley has not been good in the playoffs throughout his career he has been somebody who's been much maligned for his playing in the playoffs Soft, very offensive-minded, not great defensively in his own zone. Um, really hasn't put up the numbers in the playoffs that you expect. He's not having a great year right now either. Tw- two goals, twenty-nine points in uh, in forty-five games. So that for a guy who who's previously had a seventy-point season, multiple sixty-point seasons, that's not what you want to see from someone like Morgan Riley. And the other thing is, is their goaltending. I, I don't trust their goaltending at all at this point. And especially when you're going to run into uh, more than likely the Vezina winner if you get past Tampa Bay, who has the best goalie in the world and the best playoff goalie we've seen in quite some time in Andre Vasilevsky. They are at a complete disadvantage in any series they're, they're going to be in because they're goaltending. That, for, that forward and that defense group has to be so damn good to to really overcome the disadvantage that they're at in net so that's why i'm, I'm sticking with beer i gotta
0: go with the beer too uh, strictly because anthony outlined it best if i say and they are very they're looking very impressive right now but if i say they're coming out of the atlantic and buying around that's my only choice i i can't i i can't go lower than a shot because i really do like the moves they've made I was talking with Leafs fans on Twitter, and they were saying, oh, you got to extend Kyle Dubas right now. Uh, no, you don't. You got to win a playoff series, kid. You haven't done it. And, and if you don't, then then who are you kidding? So then it's like, oh, hey, you haven't won a playoff series, but let's extend you for another three more years for no reason. Uh, please. That's just one of those moments I just I, that I don't understand. It's sort of like this. It's, it's, it's sort of like an embarrassing thing calling a guy, Sam uh, Sean Lafferty, when his name is Sam Lafferty, and then thinking I got away with it after a momentary problem, not realizing I had it down as Sean Lafferty on the ticker <laughs> below for the last five to ten minutes. All right. Let's get back to the next topic. The next topic, of course, is... The uh, Edmonton Oilers acquired Matthias Eckholm from the Nashville Predators as the Nashville Predators retained oh, that. Oh, no,
1: Mark, again. Oh. Right. <laughs> What's the name? You spelled the name wrong, the last name. <laughs> no C in Eckholm. There's no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am overworked.
2: I am sick. I am... <laughs> I am gonna go with every single excuse. Yeah. Well, I, don't, I, don't know if, I don't know if I could buy. If, I don't know if I could buy that because getting names wrong and misspellings has been your mo for you know since we really oh started. I, I'm MO. gonna go with that. I'm gonna go with that. It's terrible. <laughs> oh at least, at least
0: I did. I left the H out this time. I had oh Matthias home. So, oh, good. At least I have it right on the bottom line right there as he scrolls by, kind of taunting me at the moment. All right, so Matthias Ekholm yeah, was acquired by the Predators in that 4% uh, holding. The addition of Matthias Eckholm makes the Oilers a Stanley Cup contender, Mr. Filkowski.
1: I'm going to say beer. Uh, I, I, I do think that this helps. Uh, they gave up a power play quarterback in Tyson Barry, so I wonder how that, that um, affects basically the number one power play in the league in Edmonton. I know they still have McDavid and Drysdale, and that's really how that power play really runs. But Tyson Barry's a very good point man on it. So um, I wonder if Evan Bouchard can really step up and and you know really step into that role. I, I do think that they need another defenseman. I think if they would have acquired Vladislav Gabrikov, I, I really think that that would have boosted them. But I also do think that they need some legitimate shutdown forwards. I like guys like you know, Ryan McLeod in the bottom six. But I, I I do think that they need some legitimate defensive forwards there to help that bottom six out. So I'm, I'm going to say beer just because they're going to be there. And Connor McDavid, if he has a postseason like anywhere like he had last postseason, you know that they're going to get far, but at, at, at the West is weak. The, the West really is weak this year compared to the East. So, even if they do make it out of the West, do, you, do we really see them beating anybody from the East? I don't, I don't know about that. But again, I'll, I'll, I'll say beer.
0: Anthony, I'm
2: gonna go beer too. Um, I mean, Echo makes them a lot better defensively. I mean, he's a big guy. He's rangy. He skates. He skates well. Um, but I, I do think they could use another. Another checking forward, and I'm still also quite questioning their goaltending. Um, I don't know. I'm not really a full believer in Skinner and Campbell, um, but adding Ekholm does make them closer to me really believing that they could win a cup just because McDavid and Dryside are all that good. Um, but Ekholm is a tremendous add for him. There's no diminishing that. Um, he's probably the best defenseman that's been traded so far this deadline season. He's really good.
1: I'm going to interrupt. Uh, we got two breaking trades that just came in. Um, one is Teddy Bluger going from Pittsburgh to the Las Vegas Golden Knights. And another one is um, Shayna Goldman is breaking both of these, by the way, from the athletic rights for the Rangers. Um, to give you a little context, she's not really a trade like insider, but she broke the Brady-Shea trade from the Rangers to Carolina in 2020. Um, but she's stating also that Vladislav Nemesnikov is going from Tampa Bay to San Jose. So um, Tampa Bay may be looking to make another move. It's probably a cap-clearing move on Tampa's part. Um, I don't know what Pittsburgh is doing. Maybe they're loading up. Maybe they're probably doing the same thing and trying to get space to load up for a bigger move. Maybe I mean, I know, but Brock Besser was rumored to Pittsburgh. I know that what you said before, Anthony, but maybe also, it's somebody. Yeah, else. I've also
2: heard JT Miller's name at Pittsburgh too.
1: Uh, how do they pull that off? That's what I want to know. How do they pull that one off going forward?
0: And Mark, they the fact Mark did I actually get Namesticov right. You, oh wait, you, no. you
2: did. You, you botched Bluger. You, you botched Bluger. I thought I put the U before the E.
1: Ah, ah, no, it's not G-A-R, bud.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's not G-A-R? Oh. No. Whatever. Teddy. Teddy's gone.
1: Oh, A couple God. breaking
0: trades right now. Oh,
1: Trying to get God. these down as fast as I can. 2.2 million is, is Blueger's cap hit. So... Yeah, um, Vegas...
2: Yeah, the return on Bluegrass is a 2024 20, third.
1: I mean, that's not a bad return for him. I, I mean, he's a decent depth forward. Domestikov, the same thing. I'm, I'm not seeing what the return on Domestikov is yet. I'm trying to find that.
0: Well, let me just say this about Matthias Ekholm. Uh, If there was a C in his name, because a C is in cup, then maybe they're going to win it all. I doubt that. I don't oh, like their goaltending. God. Yeah, Mark, that's really? that. That's the one. I, yeah, that's the one I'm going with. Oh. Uh, just beer because they still got Connor McDavid, but they're uh, oh. the rest of it's just awful. Sort of like me trying to get a guy's name on
1: the fly. So, oh boy. Um, and Messnikov is 2.5 million against the cap, so that that opens up something for Tampa. I I mean, you got to wonder what Tampa's looking at. I mean, maybe, maybe someone like James Van Reemsdijk.
2: Yeah, it's possible.
1: That, 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 I think that could fit right in because Tampa, with their cap situation and the way that everything is with them going forward right now, um, you have Anthony Sorelli's raised from 4.8 million to 6.25 million. And then you have, um, Ross Colton needing a new deal in RFA. He's probably going to get somewhere between two and three million. Tanner Jano's RFA raise. And then Mikhail Sergachev going from 4.8 million to 8.5 million. And Nick Perbix, I mean, he goes from 842K to 1.125 million. So, but um, yeah, and then they're going to need a new backup over Brian Elliott. And that's probably going to cost them like a million. So that's only going to be like a few hundred thousand that they'll that they'll spend on that. But I I don't see how Tampa does um, Miller, but Van Reenstieke or someone like that, maybe Max Domi somewhere in there. Definitely can uh, see that being the case. Well,
0: let's talk about a player that was traded today. You have Lars Eller was traded to the Colorado Avalanche. Colorado needed to make a bigger move than Lars Zeller. And uh, I'll start this one, guys. Uh, I'll, 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 I'll go with a beer on this. I like Lars Zeller as a player, but he'll it, just give you more depth down the middle. I think they're just expecting more out of Alex Newhook. I know we said originally ROR possibly going there. You know, I still like Colorado as their full team. I just don't think that this is their year. So why why risk too much on the future? Filk.
1: Yeah, I, I would say they needed to make a move bigger than Lars Eller. So I'm, I'm going to go round here. Um, I, I don't like their center depth. I mean, obviously, when you lose someone like Nazan Kadri behind Nathan McKinnon, your center depth's not going to be nearly as good. In a career but, year. I, but, But they're but there wasn't anyone available. And and before the start of the season, I, I said that I thought that Alex Newhook would take that step toward becoming that legitimate second line center for them. And he, he just, he hasn't been that yet. He's shown you signs. Maybe he's not far off, but you just, you need more. I mean, 22 points of 58 games are, is just not enough from Newhook. Um, uh, especially for a guy that they drafted in the first round of 2019. He was, that was a pick that the Rangers actually wanted. They wanted that 16th overall pick for Chris Kreider at the 2019 draft. And Joe Sackett refused to do that. So um, that's the guy that you ultimately want to be your number two center, but he's just not ready yet. And Lars Eller is a, is a good center, but is that really who you want to come in to, to be your number two guy behind Nathan McKinnon? At this point, I, I, don't, I don't buy them. They don't scare me the same way that they scared me last year. So, yeah,
2: round. Anthony? Yeah, I'm going to go round. Um, but then again, I mean, th- there's, there's Winnipeg who, despite being, you know, it could be a dangerous team in the playoffs. They're really struggling right now, and I know Dallas is a pretty good team. I guess the point is though I mean, it seems like my pressure. The West really isn't as they don't have the giants that the East has, in my opinion. Oh, East is juggernauts. I think when you're the yeah, Cup, juggernauts, yeah. When you're the defending Stanley Cup champs, I think you still got to give them a little bit of a, of a you know leeway there on the leash. I, I still think they, you know, they're a really good team that come playoff team. Can, playoff time can turn it up, um, but I think making an extra addition would really help them be able to you know, come out of the West again. So there's still time clearly to the deadline. The only thing is they don't have much draft capital um, at this point. So I don't know, you know, what they could, what they can give up for a, a kind of like a middle of the road move. Um, but I, I do think they have no. another move in them, though, but I, I do think they need a bigger, they need a bigger impact than Lars Eller.
0: I actually still can't believe Calgary hasn't made a move on anything yet, but that's a different story at the moment. Cause they're, they're desperately in need and, they definitely in no. win-now mode. All right, we got one last one, guys, and it's from uh, a team going in a different direction. Because as Philker mentioned before, Philip Peronik went to um, the Vancouver Canucks. The Red Wings are right to wave the white flag, Anthony. Um,
2: I mean, yeah, I, I think... They, they they have games in hand on the Penguins and the Islanders, but um, you know when you just lost back in a home and home, you lost to the Senators and really a, an embarrassing way. Both games that kind of got blown out. Um, I think that just kind of puts them in the place of where they really stand right now. Um, you know, Billy Huso is not the Huso of last year in St. Louis. Uh, you know their their offense you know is okay, but they they lack they lack depth. Um, I think the Red Wings are on the right track, but I don't think this is really the year where they can realistically make the playoffs. Um, I think they should stay the course. I mean, Steve Eisenman is a great GM, even though he tr- trading Horanik Her- is a little bit of a head scratcher. I mean, to get a first and a second in return for him is a pretty good haul. Um, so I trust in him, but I, I don't think they are going to make the playoffs. So I-, I could see why he did it. So I'll, you know, I'll go beer. Um, just because they're not like they're not like really far out, but I, I still see the reasoning behind it of why he did it.
1: Phil, yeah, uh, I I'm gonna say round here it, it just I, I know that I picked them to make a surprise run towards the playoffs, but it just hasn't worked out. A lot of their guys just haven't performed to the expectations that. I thought that they would have performed too, like I said yesterday, I thought that Moritz Sider would have been a Norris candidate. Like he would have been someone that would have been in the finals of uh, the finalists among the Norris trophy voting. Um, Lucas Raymond, I thought that he would build upon his uh, great rookie year. He was a call. He had a Calder worthy year last year. And he's had a sophomore slump and then, and then has uh, missed some time as well. Um, Dylan Larkin's playing about like a point per game. He's played really good. Uh, Philip Bronick actually having a a really good year just gets dealt. It's just a lot of disappointment. Andrew Kopp, they brought him in, and he's maybe on for about 40 points. So it's just a lot that hasn't gone right with this team. And you know what? Good on Steve Iserman to recognize this and to not try to force the issue. And go for it stupidly, but I, I will say this: Ronick under contract for you know a bit. He, he, I don't under, I don't understand like getting rid of him at this time. I, that one really kind of like okay, like for me, the only thing I could think of is that they turned around and they saw those two games against Ottawa and they didn't like the way that he played against uh, Ottawa and they were like hey you know what too soft not mentally stable enough let's go get what we can for this guy sell high now and then try to you know make either maybe make another move for another defenseman or you know just kind of retool on the fly here because this guy really isn't what we're looking for to go forward with because he's got another year after this year and then a- after, after that year after next year he's an RFA so for me, that that's it's a little bit of a head scratcher. But if I had to guess it, it kind of reminds me of the way that the Rangers dealt away Sergei Zubov in 1995 as a knee jerk reaction to that loss mm-hmm. to the Flyers in that series. They didn't like the way that they played.
0: So. I'm actually gonna go. I'm I'm gonna go around on this one too, because they looked so bad against Ottawa. Sorry, it's not stopping, they looked so bad against the Ottawa Senators. And they're gonna have to leapfrog four different teams uh-huh. to make the playoffs. Look, just admit it that it's not going to work. You re signed Dylan Larkin. You're building towards the future still. It's Steve Eiserman. There's an Eiser plan. We all know that saying. And Steve Eiserman you distrust him with his judgment. If it was, say, Chris Drury giving up in the playoffs or maybe even Lou Lamarote, oh, Lou, you would do that. You'd be a little bit shocked. But um, it, it, uh, Steve Eiserman seems to have a plan. He seems to know what he's doing on this. So, guys, that is the end of Bar Talk that again we were interrupted by yet another trade that has happened or two more trades that have happened but hope you were playing along right there there are some questions here we're going to answer and we'll answer one of them first in a second because we're going to talk about uh we're going to go and uh do some who says no and one of the trades you guys are referring to in the comments we're going to mention So let's play a little who says no. Uh, it's a no for me, dog. Mm, No, no,
1: Mm, no.
0: No. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody, and welcome back, of course, to Big Apple Hockeys. Who says no? Where we are going to give you some hypothetical hockey trades, and we're gonna tell you which team says no. Play along in the comments. You could say which one would say no with that, and uh We're going to move this one up to the top of the list because, Anthony, everybody's asking about the Jonathan Quick trade today and how much or or just what your thoughts on that is. You're also thinking that Columbus is going to flip Jonathan Quick, which has been going around as well. So you have to the Seattle Kraken, Jonathan Quick, and to Columbus, Colorado's fourth and Chris Drieger, who says no.
2: I think I think this is a, I think this is a deal. Um, Columbus, Jarmo and said he's going to try to do the right thing by Quick and, and move him. Um, so for the Jackets, you're getting assets for guys that are going to play for your team. And Seattle, um, you know, Seattle interesting. They could score a lot of goals, but yet both are goalies. Um, we're both under nine, eight, 900 save percentage. I know Quick hasn't been really great either, but at least he has the winning pedigree. Um, playoff experience. Seattle's going to be in the playoffs for the first time, so I still think they would they would probably want to be able to use a guy like him and net. Um, so I think they I think they both say I think this is a deal. I don't think anybody says no. Phil, who says no, or is this a deal?
1: I I think probably I think Columbus might say no to this actually because I don't think they'd want anything to do with Dragic. I really don't think they want anything to do with him. He's actually buried in the minors right now. Um, I don't think he really has any value in this. I think if you remove him, I think maybe it might take a little more than a fourth, maybe a third, maybe a small, very like low-level prospect. Um, but uh, I definitely I think Columbus says no to this.
0: I'm going to agree with you. I think Columbus is the one that says no and the reason why, again, is because I'm not sure if Dreja is going to be enough to get that done, and uh, I mean the Kraken
2: still well, it's not have not enough. Again, they need they need they would because right now Quick would be their second goalie on the roster. They would they would need just a backup to fill to go the other way. Well, they do have Grubauer and uh, Jones, right? No, I'm talking about Columbus.
0: Columbus. Oh, I'm sorry. That's the reason why Columbus would do that. Yeah. All right. Sorry, I was. Still fixated on the other thing. But uh Seattle's got a lot of picks. They got a fir- their first round is still three in the second round, one in the third, and a conditional fourth um from Colorado. So I mean, yeah, they could it could change around like that, but I think I think right now Columbus would say no to that. I'm not sure if Dreager is gonna be the guy they want to do. All right. We're gonna go to the Dallas Stars. You have not made much of a moves. I mean, the, if, if getting uh Dadanoff, that was about it. So, to Dallas, Max Domi to Chicago, a second round pick for this year. Philk, who says
1: no? I think this is a deal. I I I think this is around what Domi going to go for. You maybe maybe an ad, a uh, very small ad on um, Dallas's end, or I mean uh, Chicago's end. Here. Yeah, to, uh, to something else going to Chicago okay. in regard to uh, the deal uh, for Domi, but. Uh, <laughs> I I think this is a pretty good deal. I think it actually makes sense. Um, They could use some forward depth Dallas. I think I I like their guys. Um, I think they need a shot in the arm. Uh, Mason Marchment looks like he's just out of shape and he has not played well and it's dragged down a lot of the lines that he's played on. So I think putting him um, out uh, like the fourth line would really help. So if you can move him down and get Max Domi in there playing with, you know, Jamie Ben and Tyler Sagan or, you know, Radek Fox or something like that, I think that really helps Dallas depth wise. So yeah, I, I like this deal.
0: Anthony.
2: Yeah, I, I think it's a deal too. Um, Domi's playing well. I think the value is fair. Um, not quite a first round pick for him. I think a second round pick is, is pretty fair value. Helps Dallas out a lot. Gives them some more scoring. Um, and Chicago just yet again gets gets another pick for a guy that they likely weren't going to re-sign.
0: Uh, I th- still think there might be another draft pick in there, but uh, yeah, I could see this deal going through. So we're, we've already got a couple deals that already seem like they're going through. I, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised there are more guys saying no on this. Domi could still... I'm just wondering if there's a bidding war at the last minute that they're going to hold off on Domi because he is Chicago's leading scorer. All right, a guy that we mentioned a lot and we just mentioned him before, JT Miller, going to from a uh, going to Carolina from Vancouver for a first round pick this year, Isperi, uh, Kokanemmi, and Dominic Bach. Um. I'm going to go Carolina says no on this one. Uh, I, I'm not sure if they're able to pull off this trade with, with with those assets and that cap space they got. They're going to need – they might need somebody to retain. Um, and Actually, no. Then in that case, Vancouver says no. I'm sorry. Anthony.
2: Uh, actually, Cockney Emmy's cap hit um, helps with Miller. So the, the financials um, aren't bad. Um, it's just a matter of how much Vancouver values Miller. I know – he just signed that extension uh, eight years. It's a lot of money to commit to a player. So I think that actually hurts his value a little bit. Um, but I mean, it seems like he has, you know, remorse with, with re signing there. And I won't be surprised if he is traded. Um, I don't think he's going to get a top prospect. Um, I think the first round pick is a starting point. Kaki and is still young enough where I think the. The Canucks could see some value just like they saw value in Bovillier and off. maybe a player needs to change the scenery. Um, Dominic Bach is a, you know, he's okay. What? I don't know. I guess, um, I mean, I guess maybe I'll say Vancouver says no, just because I think they still would think they can get more familiar, but I'm not sure they can.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's got a fresh new extension. You're getting a, uh- a guy that coming off a 99 point season, but they also might want to get desperate and move him. So that's why I'm still going to say Vancouver. Phil.
1: Uh, I think this actually goes through. Uh, I, I, I really do uh, think this goes through. Dominic Bach has really kind of fallen off a little bit. He was playing in the AHL with the Chicago wolves for a couple of years and his numbers were really not all that great. So he went back to the German league these last two years, and he had a big year this year. Um he's having a big year this year, I should say, 49 points in 43 games. But um I, I I don't I don't know what his value is anymore. And Miller's value isn't it can't be that great either with the with the kind of the down season that he's had. He's close to a point per game, but um definitely not anywhere close to that 99 point player he was last year so I I, I think this could be a deal um if, if it's a no then there's maybe a small ad you know going to Vancouver but uh, I, I I definitely think this is the kind of the foundations of the deal because like Anthony said, saidcockckenami he makes it work for salary purposes for cap purposes so does he make
0: uh, it work for talent purposes?
1: I, you know what? I'm not sure that Kakaniemi turns into anything more than a finished version of Lars Eller at this point. Um, I, 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 I like the player. I think he's gotten better defensively. I, I he's, he's never going to live up to that third overall, you know, draft spot, but I, I still think he could be a decent two way player. It's something like Lars Eller. You kind of, the, the styles of play kind of remind me of each other. Um, you know, tall, lanky, rangy, not overly physical, but can, they know how to engage the body when they have to. So, uh, yeah, I, I I think it can help talent-wise, but only to a point.
0: All right, and last one, guys, for you. We have Colorado Avalanche getting James Van Riemsdyk, and then two Philly a fourth-round pick and a twenty twenty-five second Phil. Who says no?
1: I think Philadelphia actually says no. Oh, it's a 2025 second. Okay. No, I, I, you know what? I misread that. I thought that said a fifth for a second. I'm sorry. No, um, I'm actually going to take that back. I'm going to, I'm going to say that this is probably going to go through. I, I, I think that a, a second and a fourth for JVR would be good. Maybe they might try to hold out for a third, but, um, I think a, a future second and a future fourth for JVR would actually be decent because I don't think anybody wants to give up a second-round pick in this year's draft because this year's draft is going to be real deep for a guy like JVR who's 34 and he's not you know very productive anymore. I still think he's got something to give, but I think he's really just kind of reduced to a depth winger at this point. So I, I think this is pretty fair. I think Colorado probably should explore that, but I think there are other – few other teams that probably should explore that before Colorado. Anthony.
2: Yeah, I think it's a deal. I think it's it's fair value for an aging JVR. Um, Could still, you know, get some, you know, kind of secondary scoring for a team. Um, And I think for Colorado, for a team that's really always all in, I really don't think they care about the assets going the other way. Uh, And again, you know, Philly, I think they recognize, you know, who he is at this point. And I don't think they would be able to get much more.
0: I'm actually going to say that this might go through, and I think this it, it it could be fine because he's only got nine goals, fourteen assists this year. That's not a good thing, and they're going to desperately, desperately need him, but to, uh, to produce a little bit more. Maybe if he had a good game tonight, but I, I don't see it. Nine goals, fourteen assists. That's not enough to get it done. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say that this is. This trade goes through. That's what I'm going to say with that one. We actually had a couple more trades for you guys, but um, Shane Gussman was traded before this. Uh, <laughs> the show started and yeah. I, was, who was the other one that we had to delete Anthony?
2: Jacob Chikrin. Oh, Jacob Chikrin. Jacob Chikrin.
0: Yeah. I can't, oh, I can't believe Jacob Chikrin. It's finally over. Oh, it's finally over. Ah. I don't have to worry about hearing about Jacob <laughs> Chikrin, every single team in the league for the rest of my life. Oh, that's great. All right. Um, We got the Ranger game starting in about a few minutes. Uh, I know you guys might have a couple questions. I know everybody's impressed that I was able to say at least one name right or spell Miller right. That was also another one. Uh, But uh, any notes you guys might have? Or any teams you're Um, looking at that need to do something at the deadline? What? Any teams you're looking at well, that need P- to do
2: something at the deadline? Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh still hasn't done anything. It looks like they're creating room for something. Um, I think they need to make a move. Um, I would think Seattle. Seattle's one playoff team that hasn't done anything yet. Um, you would look to them. And I think more Calgary. from Dallas. I think you need to see more from Dallas. Yeah, Cal- Calgary's on that bubble.
0: but I mean, Calgary, how do you not do something, though? I, I, that that's that's a little bewildering to me like calgary needed to shore up their team in some way we we all have calgary at the beginning of the of the year as a stanley cup champion and it, they might not even make the playoffs i'm still shocked about this and jacob marstrom he's let up a goal in his first three shots i think it's a total of 18 times this season within his first three or four shots that's 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 been remarkable. I can't believe that from a Vezda Trophy winner, or sorry, not a winner. I mean, a finalist last year.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, all right. It's I good. mean, they're five. Points, they're five points out of a playoff spot. So, and the way they're playing, maybe they just believe that it's not really worth it to add something right now because maybe they don't believe in the group. I mean, I don't. I don't know.
1: Crazy how we thought that that team was going to go to the Stanley Cup finals. And now all of a sudden we're looking at them uh, on the outside. Just crazy to think about. It,
0: it's amazing when a piece just goes in and it doesn't work out. Like Justin, who uh, I did it again. <laughs> 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 I, I I stopped it midway through the sentence, everybody. Jonathan Huberdo.
2: Jonathan Huberdo, yeah. Because
1: he's been trolled so hard about it that he has the name in his How, head. Oh I my mean,
2: god. I, I, what is it about Huberdo that you insist on calling him Justin? I, I don't I don't understand. What I are, think it's uh <laughs> I think it's uh
0: the prime minister. It's uh Justin uh, I got his name down. Trudeau.
1: No, Thank you. Oh my Trudeau. god. Lord.
0: And I think that's what stuck in my head. I, I think I go, I got the wires crossed between Trude- Justin Trudeau and Jonathan Huberdeau.
1: I, I I couldn't imagine if this was a if this was a baseball podcast because Mark would be calling Shane Bieber, Justin Bieber, left and right, and we probably have copyright strikes against us or so royalties to be asked for from name so many damn times. <laughs> Great, got a good
0: question right here, guys. What do you think about the Caps moves and making this? Uh, a redo. Uh, sorry, redo. Yeah, yeah I, I, uh, I, I,
1: I do like this question a lot. It's actually a really good question. Um, it, it's, it's interesting to see them go and re-sign Jensen after getting rid of Orlov and Hathaway. And it seemed like they were waving the white flag on the season. And just. And then they go and they get Rasmus Sandine and they get, they get rid of Eric Gustafson in the process. So it, it, it looks like they're, they understand that they have to get younger, but they don't want to completely close the window and not be a competitive team, you know, during Alexander Ovechkin's, you know, last year's in Washington. Cause I mean, with the way that they were going, they were definitely going to be a real, real bad team in a couple of years. By
0: the way, just to say, cause Dave is mentioning it right here. Uh, we should get, pull money together and get Mark a uh, custom number 11 flames Jersey with Justin on the back. Uh, I'm wearing currently right now, the only big Apple hockey Jersey. And I do want to make one with Justin on the back for everybody. If they wanted to get one,
2: you know, um, this is a, uh, this is Huberto's first year, um, at a below where he's going to be below point per game since 2017, 2018. Um, <laughs> Since then, he's always been a, a point per game player or above, and this year he's only at forty points. Um, so to, to say it hasn't to say it hasn't worked out in his first year in Calgary is an understatement.
0: Uh, but, I think we were asked this question last night. Uh, there, are the Rangers a favorite to to win in a loaded
2: Eastern Conference? No, thanks, Mark. Just totally you know ignore my point about Huberto. Oh, I wasn't cool. ignoring it. I was just trying to. Edit.
0: I, I think I'm at, I'm at a thousand tonight.
1: <laughs> I, I, I I personally think Sutter is going to get fired. Yeah, I, I hey, think Mike. Sutter's going to get fired because I think he stifled he stifled um, he stifled Huberdeau, and you, you, you brought in Nazem Kadri. Nazem Kadri's is not playing well either. It, it just I I shouldn't say not playing well, but Nazem Kadri after the year that he had last year. You would have figured that they would be a they, they would be a uh, uh, like a, a he would be a real like point per game type player or close to it. Uh, and Nazem Kadri doesn't look the way that he looked last year. I, I, I think Sutter's going to get the can. I, I I think he's probably gone.
2: Yeah, I mean, if they miss the playoffs, someone's going to fall on the sword. So that's it's certainly possible. Um, I, but I definitely, yeah. Think yeah Huberto was, has not lived up to expectations in Calgary, which is really hurting them. I mean, go from being 115 points, thinking that's the, you know, at least maybe you get like a 80, 90-point player. He's a 40 in 58 games. Um, not good enough. Not good enough. Yeah.
1: No, not nearly good enough at all. Tyler Toffoli being this team's leading scorer is a problem.
2: Yep. And the yeah, full trade hey, on hey, the hey, Mestikoff trade, ahead. by the way, is – um Nemestikov is 50% retained for Mikey Isimont.
1: Oh, uh, uh, Isimont from uh, San Jose, yeah. He just took a bad penalty in last night's game too. Funny enough, I was watching that game against Montreal. But, um, yeah, I, 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 I do think the Rangers are one of the favorites. I don't think they are the favorite, but they are one of them. You'd be crazy to say that they're not one of them. Where do you, where would you rank them in the loaded Eastern Conference? They're a top four team. Uh, the top four is so close. You, you gotta say Boston won. and then I think the other three teams you can kind of <laughs> you can kind of go from there. So, but uh, the game is actually on, so I want to watch this.
0: Yeah, we're gonna be uh we're gonna be closing it up right now. Let's just take uh one more. Uh Davey's asking, what do you think about the uh, possibility of an Islanders Rangers second round uh, matchup?
1: I like I, I think the Islanders can possibly be Boston or Carolina. I mean, I I like I said, when you have that type of goaltender having the season he's having, if the islanders go and make another couple moves, you know, anything is possible. But um definitely gonna have to they're gonna have to shore some things up and they're gonna have to make some moves, but it's it, it is possible. I just I don't think it's a definite that it could happen. I just think that there is uh, somewhat of a possibility. So.
0: But, all right. all right. well, we know we got we got the ranger game that's starting right now because um
1: they're already look
0: on at this. Uh, our audience knows the same thing as they're dwindling out. everybody once again, Keep in mind, the trade deadline special is Friday, and we got a lot of giveaways and everything else that we can't wait to, to do for you. Got some of the pictures right here, an autographed Kako and autographed Brock, uh, Brock Nelson. So, uh, and I guess this is on MSG right now, because I just saw it due to local
1: blackouts. Yeah, I
0: got yeah. that too.
1: I, I went to TNT and it wasn't there, so.
0: And good thing I just dropped my remote. All right, everybody, thank you very much. We're going to be with you on Friday. Uh, Hopefully, we can have all three of us at one point. But it's going to be four hours and a lot of fun. So come on in. Go on. It's going to be a great time. Lots of giveaways to do. uh, And I mentioned a couple of the prizes right there. So come on down and join us. All right.
1: Take it easy. Have a good one, guys. Take care. Let's go, Rangers.